This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and welcome to the show. So if you're thinking about renting it out, what you don't want to be doing is selling it in three or five years' time. That would be the, somewhere around where the bottom is. None of us have that crystal ball. Last time around, we went down 30%. Nobody's expecting that this time around. People are saying, oh, the lack of inventory, you know, builders aren't building. It's just going to keep going up forever. Well, we've never seen that in history. What do you think, Bianca? Do you think it's just going to keep going up forever? No, I think it eventually has to mean what goes up must come down, right? So Right, and none of us know where that light switch is, and yeah. it feels like a light switch. So that was one that I went out to see, and, and um, they were very pleasantly surprised that they could get $100,000 more for the house than they mm -hmm. were thinking of. And this is a house that needs remodeling, and they'd put time and energy into it, and they were getting nervous about having renters in. So that was one. The other one was an inherited house that really has just been sitting vacant for a long time. But, uh, you know, all I can think is that some family can get in there or a couple or a single person or whatever and make this. It's got great, great bones, a little brick house in Hendersonville and could be an amazing house again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there were two there. And then there was another couple that we listed. And how long has it been taking to get offers, Bianca? Uh, about two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not even kidding, are you? <laughs> no. And then how calm are the agents that put the offers in? Um depends on the agent but <laughs> mostly not very calm and sometimes <laughs> but i don't blame them it's it's kind of crazy out there right now yeah it really is it really is so yeah if if you're i mean you know that if you're an agent out there we 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 did have an agent come in last week in uh, over a half a million dollar house who was a brand new agent and working with a more seasoned agent but here's the thing if you don't have that seasoned agent with you then if you have very little or no experience, you're dealing with somebody's livelihood here, mm -hmm. you know, something that is over half a million dollars. And you can't go back and get with that agent and hope that in the next 24 hours they'll run some comparables and blah, blah, blah. You've lost the house. Yeah. In fact, that's what happened. It went under contract. Right. So, you know, if, if you don't have a whole lot of experience, get with a seasoned agent in your office. Um, I can't imagine letting our agents who don't have any experience go out on a $500,000 appointment. I just can't imagine it. Or it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a $300,000 appointment, you're still really invested in that home and you want somebody that's got some experience oh, yeah. or at least partnered with somebody that can, can um, you know, press that trigger as soon as possible as you're going to lose that house. What else have you seen? What have you seen come up in inspection reports? Oh, goodness. I mean, inspection. every inspection report is different, um, obviously, because every house is different. Um, recently, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of electrical yes. things that are coming up. Um, Usually in the older homes, too. Yeah. But, but it could be 80s or 90s. We, we had one that got in, inspected recently, and I'd already said, listen, 30, 35 items are perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And they thought, well, our house is maintained, well-maintained. People's well -maintained. jaws drop. When I you know. say that there's going to be 30 to 40 items on an inspection report. But I've seen inspection reports with 100 items. 
And I said to that that set, you're right, you're exactly right. And those hundred items, a lot of them can be nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But oh my gosh, you find out about them ahead of time. You know, the, one of them we we have listed, and the inspection report comes back. And I'm like, would you rather find out about them now? You know, and go through that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Or find out about them when you're under contract. Yeah. That's the last point you you want to find out about them. What's the problem with finding out when you're under contract? It's just harder to one disclose, obviously, and then you you're negotiating. So you, exactly, you know, you've got your house maybe for either full price or a little bit over, and then you know you're excited about that, but then the inspection comes back and you're having to give credits or reduce the price or. So it's better to go in eyes wide open. And the average credits are three to five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. How often would you say that three to five thousand dollars is based on actual things that need putting right? Mm. Probably fifty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're lucky. Now, no one under see this is why it's so complicated. So for us, because we do it all the time and we're over twenty five hundred transactions in, then you know it's it is sort of straightforward. But there's so many steps and. The problem is that that amount, there's no logic in this. I don't even know how to explain it. I've taught this around the country to literally thousands of agents. And I say, well, where's that 5,000 come from? And they say, well, it's just what the market will bear. Like they're not actually going, no one has the time right. to get quotes in because of, from the contractors, you know, maybe there's a leak in the roof or maybe it's some electrical. Most people just don't have the time because those contractors are all busy right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, they're months out. They're months out. So to try and get a quote, to try and get a quote is really, really hard, you know. So most often they're just like sticking their finger in the air and trying to figure out what that amount would be to cover their buyers. So if you do the inspection up front, we can take care of most of those things with a handy person for maybe 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And you're not having that nightmare once you're under contract. So that's what's so great about that. And uh, yeah, that's the, probably the one to do the most important one to do when you're getting listed. Uh, think about on the buyer side, Bianca, how many of those buyer contracts would be so different if the, what I mean by that is our buyer agents going in and writing contracts on other homes. And then we get to the inspection period at seven days, 14 days later, and then we're putting in a repair request. How different would your life be on the buyer side if the, all of these sellers did inspections? Very different. I think it's very valuable to have that upfront inspection. And how much does it cost? What, what's the low mm, and the high on that? Probably three seventy-five, four hundred dollars, just mm-hmm. for a general inspection. I mean, obviously, there's other inspections you can get: radon, pest, septic, well. So, but still, it's you know fifteen hundred dollars for all of those. Right, but the basic one you're talking about yeah. three seventy-five. Mm-hmm. That's like such an amazing insurance policy. We can't even tell you. And even if the buyers. It, decide to get their own inspection which sometimes they do about half the time they do maybe a little oh, more yeah. yeah which is great you know but the difference is the amount of things that come up they're not going to be 30 or 40 items generally it's going to be 10 items mm-hmm. and their buyer agent's going to say to them this is the cleanest inspection i've ever seen jump on this house so if you have any questions about this or questions about inspections give us a call 240-9962 240-9962 if you're calling in from mars 800 800- 570-9962. And I think we should have some fun here and do some trivia. What do you think? Some trivia. 
Let's do some easy peasy trivia. <laughs> Same number to call in, 240-9962, 1-800-570-9962. We've got some great prizes for you today. All right. So according to old superstitions, it's bad luck to do which of the following in the month of May. Ooh. Is it A, wash your car, B, ride a donkey, C, buy milk, or D, wash blankets? I have never heard this before. How yeah, me neither until last night. <laughs> I wonder if it's something about, I'm just guessing here, about the the uh, moths coming out. You know, the little moths that eat the... Maybe. Eat the material. So give us a call. We've got a free cocktail at Jargon in West Asheville. Remember, if you've won this um, over and over again in the same month, you can't keep claiming the prize, just saying. <laughs> you've got Nettie's Bakery in Waynesville, and we've got Sunshine Trading Company in the River Arts District. There, that is an amazing uh, store. It's full of antiques, vintage rugs, textiles, artwork, tribal arts, great row upholstery. I actually bought my sofa there. Got a piece of art from them as well. Some uh, mid-century bohemian chairs. I actually bought a couple of those as well. Really great place right behind 12 Bones in there, uh, which is pretty cool. Pretty I, cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> Did we lose our trivia winner there? Yes, you uh, got nervous. Oh, Aww. don't get nervous. <laughs> call on in call again. Back. Here we go. Just <laughs> drop the call probably in a reception area that's not too good or something. So, um, yeah, somebody's calling in to win that amazing free cocktail or the... Did I say the pot of coffee and scones? A uh, pot of tea, sorry. What am I, I talking so. about? <laughs> Every flipping Saturday I say pot of coffee and I'm English, for goodness <laughs> sake. It's a pot of tea. But it was so, a spot of tea. And they have, well, maybe it is a spot of tea. Yeah, I'm losing my English here. Good morning, Sherry. Where are you calling in from? Hi. Um, I am actually on my way back to Leicester. I live in Leicester. Wonderful. What's the weather like in West Leicester today? <laughs> it's it's a beautiful day. I said Wester like I'm four years old or something. <laughs> in Wester. <laughs> Do you know that I'm about 45, I, I grew up about 45 minutes from Leicester in England? Oh, and that's well, funny. I'm in Leicester, North Carolina, and there's always a discussion about whether you say Leicester or Leicester. But well, seeing as it's named, seeing as it's named after Leicester in England, my guess is it's Leicester. So I'll definitely go for <laughs> Leicester, not Leicester. In fact, most people who come in that same in the UK that didn't know how to pronounce it said Leicester because of the way it's spelled. You know, so I think yes. that uh, really it's Leicester. I don't know what to tell you. It's also Derby and not Derby, and it's also Clark and not Clerk. Wait, it's the other way around. Clerk and not Clark. But, uh, and it's definitely a tomato wherever we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a question for us today, Sherry, or an answer to the trivia? I was going to guess an answer to the trivia. Ooh. Um, I, I thought I would guess the washing the blankets. It's almost Mother's Day, so that sounded like a good guess. That is correct. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. <Thank you>. Yay, <laughs> Bianca's got the bell. So what do you think that's about? You know, I don't know. Um, no <laughs> I, clue. <laughs> it just seems like a, a good way that to That would be the bonus it. question if somebody can figure out why it's bad yeah, luck really. to wash your blankets in the month of May. All I could figure out is that, you know, we used to put them out on the line. Yeah. I think we all probably remember those days. Do you remember those days, Sherry? Yes. <laughs> My grandmother used to hang them out, and I still, I beg, because I love the smell of them. 
Yes, I know. Yeah. Didn't it make it so different? Especially if it just rained or something. And there's a lot of moisture in the air. Yeah, I miss those <laughs> days. Oh, my gosh. But my guess is, and this is a complete guess, it's something to do with moths being out at this time of the year. Maybe. That maybe lay their eggs oh. that then eat your blankets. Just a guess. But when you yeah. need to wash them? If you had moths in your blankets? Well, no, I mean outside. So okay, you hang them gotcha. on the blanket right, and they're right. more likely to yeah. lay their eggs in May, maybe. But that's a complete guess. Anybody can call in and tell me <laughs> I didn't get it right. So <laughs> thank you for that, Sherry. Uh, how's, how's real estate in your world? We are actually looking to buy. We are. Um, it, it's a crazy market, though. So <laughs> yes, it is. Not, not in a big rush because it seems like things go so quickly, you know. Oh, my gosh. They but, really uh, do. They really do. <laughs> Set that alert to instant at mountainhomehunt.com. That will send you the properties. And you and anybody else that's buying with you and anybody else that's listening, if you happen to be in teaching or firefighter or a healthcare professional, what am I missing? Veteran. Veterans. Active military. Active military. Any of those, then uh, let us know because we give you a 25% rebate which is an average of about $2,500. I think we just gave away about $5,000, so it can be a lot more than that. We're at $780,000 given back to local community service, which is so cool. I love yeah, it. That's great. Well, wow. the, you, you. what are you doing for the rest of the day, Sherry? Um, I actually have a little girl at home who's sick, and Aww. so I'm just headed back home. Oh, uh, what's her name? Spend the day with her. Adaya. Oh, Adeo. We'll give a shout out to Adeo. What a beautiful yeah, name. She feels better. Yeah, really. So, realestatenewsradio.com. Go on there, click win a prize. And thanks for calling in, Sherry. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, poor little Adeo being yeah. sick at home. It's no fun. That's sad. Especially on a beautiful Saturday. Yeah, really. It is so pretty out there. In fact, on my back deck, it's protected from the wind, so it felt like it was really warm until I walked around the front of my house. Yeah, but apparently, I did the same thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but apparently, it's warming up tomorrow. So I want to turn to a minute to what happened on Wednesday here. You know what? We forgot to say Happy Mother's Day to Sherry. Sherry, Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. And all the other mothers out there as well. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Do you want to give your mama a shout out? Happy Mother's Day, Mama. <laughs> well, say a name. Rosalie. Rosalie. She's probably not listening, but well, I'll she, give her a shout out anyway. She may well. She deserves it. I'm sure she's listening to her little girl on, on the radio. I don't radio. think she's ever listened to me, actually. Oh, <laughs> Rosalie. Oh, my goodness. That's so, okay. On Wednesday, May 5th, a federal, and this is from WLOS on Wednesday, a federal judge overturned the CDC's eviction moratorium. You may have heard about this, which barred most evictions for non-payment of rent since September 2020. However, it doesn't mean the evictions can start again. So we have Pisgah Legal Services uh, person on, which is wonderful, that's got some comment on this. So the Department of Judges, Justice planned to file an appeal, and they, they already did that, and they did actually get the stay of decision, which means that the CDC's moratorium will remain in effect throughout the legal battle, which who knows how long that will go on. However, so the federal judge did actually strike down the eviction moratorium, which means that people could be evicted, and this has been going on for a very long time. 
There's a lot of people struggling to pay rent, uh, millions of people struggling to pay rent. And, of course, that means millions of landlords. Most of those landlords aren't big, rich investors. Not that there's anything wrong in being a big, rich investor either. They're mom and pops. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got one house that they inherited or maybe a couple of houses that they've done for their pension. And they're now unable to pay their mortgage. Well, it's interesting because what's going to happen when the evictions on mortgages are... Uh, you know, when foreclosures are coming back. And we've already seen one person going to foreclosure. So it's it's a strange world out there right now. So North Carolina is also under its own eviction moratorium through June 30. So Roy Cooper mandated the moratorium through an executive order. And Pisca Legal Services Managing Attorney Robert Morrell said that Cooper's order will remain in effect even if it's invalidated by a federal court judge without ju- jurisdiction over North Carolina. She explained that the federal judge who overturned the CDC moratorium Wednesday is a D.C. circuit judge. Therefore, the decision, this is so complicated, isn't it, (laughs) has no bearing on North Carolina's moratorium. And Merrill also said, I think both landlords and tenants need to understand that. It does not mean that the landlord can run to the courthouse tomorrow and file against the tenants who've been unable to pay due to the pandemic, Merrill said. So I wonder what's going to happen when those people who can't, you know, the landlords who can't pay their mortgage, what are they going to do when they're foreclosed upon? I'm guessing the banks can't take back the house or because they can't evict the tenants. What a mess. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? That sounds like a big old mess. So, you know, Merrill also went on to say that she understands that the moratorium has been tough on landlords, too who may rely on those rent payments to pay their own bills. She said people who are unable to pay rent need to find available resources for rental assistance. But, oh my gosh, that's pretty complicated out there as well. She said people who are unable to pay rent need to find the resources and added that she and her staff are preparing for the possibility of lots of people, I'd say that's like a tsunami, needing help when the state's moratorium ends June 30. Wow. I mean, how far away is June 30? <laughs> Six weeks, yeah. yeah. It's six weeks. I mean, it's just scary. My advice would be if you're thinking, well, this is the other thing we, I had the conversation with with a gentleman who was thinking about renting out his house as well. I said, you have to remember that right now, and who knows how long this is going to be extended for, you can't evict somebody if they're not paying rent. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people, just Google it, there are a lot of people not paying rent. Of course, it's hard to really get the numbers because it's not like we have you know, a forced... Uh, system where landlords have to report that their tenants aren't paying rent so it's kind of hard to get the numbers on that it's just estimates so again remember that if you are in that homes for heroes category that is police fire teachers healthcare veterans and of course active military the average check is $2,500 back to you as a rebate we also discount our listings in other words you pay us less to sell your house if you're in any of those categories and you still get all the same services and we do a lot more when we list your house Mm -hmm. depending on whether it's feasible i.e whether it's in the right situation or not we do drones for you we do all the givens we do the great photographs we put you on 300 websites like those are all givens and i'm more than happy to come out and discuss what you need to do or what you don't need to do right now it's a whole lot of what you don't need to do quite frankly (laughs) what do you think bianca what's happening with the homes that we're listing that maybe aren't perfect or staged or anything like that because people get very worried about that yeah i would say just 
put it on. Get it on. If you want to sell, just get it out there because they're going fast. Well, and the interest rates are ticking up a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. That's got to, all of this stuff that's going on is going to have a slowing effect at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Is it now or next week? Probably not, but we just don't know when. So get it sold, cash in. Um, I actually met with somebody yesterday afternoon who cashed in on his house in West Asheville and now he's renting. Mm -hmm. And he also, he's got a house at the lake and he's cashed in on both of them because he knows the market's at the top and this is a really, really smart person, you know, who knows what he's doing. And I'm getting lots of calls from lots of people doing that. So if you are remotely interested, you won't get any pressure from me, anybody that lists with me. Mm -hmm. In fact, sometimes I'll even talk you out of listing if it's not the right time or I don't think it's right. Very seldom I'm doing that right now because the inventory is so low that you're probably going to get multiple offers. Yeah, We've got a little one that's a little bit out there and it is an older home. And, um, you know, it's not a sort of downtown cookie cutter house by any means. How many offers have we got coming in on that one right now? Uh, at least two or three and expecting more. possibly. Yeah. We'll probably have five or six by the time yeah. it's all going on. So let's talk about for a minute a couple of our new listings. We have, I love this one, 299-900, South Turkey Creek you want to see pictures on this it's sort of like a half cape card the floors are all heart pine it's an old home from uh 1935 i believe does that Mm -hmm. sound about right it is 1935 it's on 1.43 acres it's only 20 minutes from downtown not even i think more like 15 minutes from downtown it's very close it's got a waterfall in the background it's got a pond in the background you could potentially have a horse it's got uh, a building at the back uh, that has an old apartment, it has a garage, it has two workshops, so you could do something with that as well. Two ninety nine nine. Yeah, that's the kicker property. here. Under three hundred thousand dollars. Three beds, two paths. Love this little house. You've got to see at least see a picture of it. We've got a video as well if you'd like the video. Just go to mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com. Type in one thirty nine South Turkey Creek. Actually just one thirty nine S will bring it up for you. So that's one on there. Um, my own website is making me sign in, which is kind of funny. Do we have any others left, Bianca? Oh, my gosh. Hendersonville. We have 175 Gilliam Road. This one is 0.86 acres as well, and this one is unusual. So what we've got here <clears throat> is a big car barn that um, is very, very modern, there's probably $200,000 in the car barn. You could park, oh, probably 20 cars in there. So wow. if you want a five-car garage. It's also got a garage for an RV. It's also got a chicken coop. Um, it's got a loft upstairs. This is a log home that's been painted white inside. It is magazine quality. So It is beautiful. If you want ideas on what you can do with a log home and you, you don't like all that woody log, um, of course, lots of people do too. Go and check out the pictures at 175 Gilliam. It's like Gillian with an M at the end with a G. 175 G-I-L-L-I-A-M. And that's mountainhomehunt.com. Go and check out that one really cool house there with all that land. Uh, What else do we have that is actually available? One South Oak. So mountainhomehunt.com. Type one space S space Oak in there. That will bring it up. This is a great home, three bed, two bath. Uh, it's on about half an acre. This is close to everything on Hendersonville Road. 
So if you like being around the shops and what else is down there on Hendersonville Road? Oh, well, everything. <laughs> it's a great location. Well, a lot of people listening in, around the country and they don't know what Hendersonville Road is. So it's kind yeah. of suburbia. Yeah. So given it restaurants, idea of, grocery stores, um, movie theaters. Yeah, movie theaters everything yeah everything you gyms there's, gyms there's like two or three gyms right around that eye area. doctors doctors yeah. doctor's offices you name it basically you've got everything down there um massage envies down there as well we also have um having to really dig deep here because i'm seeing under contract under contract <laughs> under contract under contract we have 362775 three bedroom two bath this is on 1.1 acres in weaverville so a manufactured home actually comes with this cute, cute little home. So you've got two homes for the price of one and 1.1 acres. 362775 that's a great price. Mm-hmm. For two homes, you could rent one out and cover a whole chunk of the mortgage. And Weaverville is very desirable. Do you like Weaverville? I do like Weaverville. There's yeah. a whole, and Weaverville, just for those of you who are listening around the country, is about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. depending where, 15 to 30 minutes, really, depending on where you're at in Weaverville and from Asheville, North Carolina. Weaverville has lots of great restaurants. Uh, it has a Walmart, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a little, I always think of it like Black Mountain, where the lots tend to be a little bit bigger, and Weaverville is bigger than Black Mountain. Did I miss any, Bianca? Uh, what about Black Oak? Black Oak. Oh, my gosh. I need to go back a little far. You are correct. Tell us a little bit about Black Oak. Oh, it's a great property in Waynesville. Here it is. Uh, this is in Candler. So Candler, I'm four, sorry. It's going west. Yeah, you're thinking of the other one. So yeah. 455 Black Oak. So go to mountainhomehunt.com. 455 Black Oak. We have a video on all of these, remember. We do full walking tour videos. I'm not talking about those virtual tours. We do full walking tour videos on all of these. This is a 3-2, 1.55 acres with long-range views. And it's very gentle as well. It's really cool. It's over 3,000 square feet. Mountainhomehunt.com, type 455 Black Oak. Before our guest comes on, what haven't we told you about? Timing in this market, get you... Get your house out there now. And again, just call me. I'm not going to put any pressure on. We, you know, it's perfectly fine. No pressure at all. But I can at least come and take a look at your home. You're probably worrying way too much about all the things that need to be done would be my guess. Right. So just go ahead and, uh, you know, get me in there. Let's take a look at it. So after the break, we are expecting Chris Lester on the phone. He is an expert. He's going to talk about the YOLO economy, burned out and flush with savings. Some workers are quitting stable jobs in search of post-pandemic adventure. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. He'll also be talking to you if you're looking for virtual jobs as well as jobs at home, as well as, of course, if you're an employer looking to hire people, which is a little bit tricky right now. This is Rowena Patton and Bianca Taylor from All Star Powerhouse on the Real Estate News Radio Show at WWNC 570 AM. This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton on News Radio 570 WWNC. Welcome back. This is Rowena Patton on the Real Estate News Radio Show with Bianca Taylor today. And um, what else is going on with transactions, Bianca? What are you seeing out there? 
Uh, well, anything with septics? We seem to have gone quiet you know, on septics for a while. Yeah, I mean, there's there are a ton of septics in North Carolina. Probably most of the listings out there are on a septic. Um, so definitely the ones that are a bit further out there, right? Yeah, for sure. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing this morning? I'm well. How are you, Ro? Good. Calling in from Dallas, correct? Yes, ma'am. What's the weather like in Enjoying Dallas some this beautiful, morning? Uh, it is sunny and 70. So I'm. Uh, it's one of those few days we discussed that we actually get uh, one of our four seasons. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. That is rare, isn't it? And I asked Chris on the show because... I saw this report, which had a headline, YOLO economy, burned out and flush with savings. Some workers are quitting stable jobs in search of post-pandemic adventure. Is this true or is it just one of those headlines, Chris? Well, it, for some folks, it is true. And for some fun, some folks, it's just a headline. Yeah. Um, you know, at, we're, we're definitely seeing that a lot of people are realizing that Maybe they spend too much time at work and um, and they want to spend more time with family because they've gotten to over the last, you know, what, 12 to 15 months. Mm-hmm. So it, we're definitely seeing a lot of people vacating roles, but really it's it's turning into just moving to new organizations. Mm, interesting. Yes, yeah, so a lot of people moving around right now. Well, here in Asheville and in the mountains, all around the mountains, Western North Carolina, Employers are are just finding it really hard to hire people. Is that the same case everywhere, Chris? Yeah, they are. uh, They are not alone when it comes to finding people to hire. Uh, It is a challenge across the uh, the United States. Um, What we're what we're seeing is that there's a ton of people that are just sitting out right now. Um, Whether they're sitting at home and enjoying the fruits of the government. (laughs) Um, allowing them to sit at home and not work or whether they're just, you know, taking time away just to enjoy and maybe move to places like Asheville Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, if they're going to work remote, they might as well have some nice scenery around. Exactly right. And the unemployment rate just ticked up a little bit. So how is it that I just don't understand what what is the baseline? I talk about baselines a lot. Just, for example, in foreclosures, it's never zero. So isn't it healthy between five and six or is it five percent, the unemployment rate? Not that any unemployment rate is healthy, but it's a baseline which is normal. Is that five percent, Chris? Yeah, I would say it's probably 5%. I know it really depends on which vein you're looking in, right? Industry-wise, mm. IT is typically about 0%. Yes, um, Interesting. And, and the people that are unemployed are the people that choose to be unemployed or what we'll consider unemployable, right? Um, and that's the 5% you do, you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes. And then, you, and then you have other industries... Um, across the country where construction's booming and they can't find enough construction workers. Um, How about real and, estate? And then you, <laughs> we need some uh, agents. Real estate, well, uh, I, I know about 19 people that have switched their career to being a realtor over the pandemic, wow. um, especially because of the boom here in Dallas Yes, with a lot of companies um, moving here. Well, you have a lot uh, of IT there, in, don't you? We do. We do. We have a lot of IT, but we, we're lucky enough. We have a lot of different, you know, we have airline, we have IT, we have a lot of really large enterprises, a lot of finance. Um, so typically, no matter what happens in the economy, um, it doesn't hit us too bad. We're, mm-hmm. we're lucky here. 
Yeah, we're we're pretty lucky here too. I think the 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 major thing right now is finding people. You know, we we have an amazing staff and we have amazing agents. And we've just hired some more staff to make appointments and we have too many appointments for agents. Like we really need some people that want to work and know that real estate is a career. And yes, you can make a lot of money, but you have to, you know, especially in the beginning. I, I don't, it's not the kind of job where you got to work 80 hours a week to make money. It's that in the beginning, you've got to bust your tush basically to mm-hmm. really figure out the business. And, you know, we have an award winning oh, yeah. book. So we've got 12 programs for you to learn that help you set yourself apart from the average agent, you know, and there's lots of things to learn. There's coming on the radio to learn. There's all kinds of things to really get your arms around. So we kind of do a boot camp for that first month. And it's interesting, especially the younger agents are like, oh, this is hard work. I don't know if I want to do this. This is hard. You know, I think people think that real estate is easy. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I think the really the hard part that people don't wrap their brain around is that the the hard part of a lot of jobs in this world is building those initial relationships. Yes. Um, and I understand, right, in real estate, you have relationships and you will help people get, you know, if they're an investor, you may help them buy hundreds of homes. Yes. And if they are just a home buyer, you may help them buy three or four mm-hmm. over 20 to 25 years. But those are relationships that didn't just start through a text message. Right. Right. And somebody <laughs> what fell are you in love with there, you Chris? because you hit them with the right text message, you know. Um, but you, so that's the, I think. Chris, yeah, I have sorry. to get you on that. So you are youthful you are you are not in your 50s or 60s or 70s and you're saying don't just text people pick up the phone is that what you're suggesting here young man <laughs> oh 100 percent. it's always um i'm i always tell my team right i lead a team of sales folks and i always tell them it is okay to text for a conversation or to get somebody's time because as we all know People are on their phones all the time. Yes. Their text response is much faster than an email response. It's mm-hmm. easy to ignore an email. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, if you get a text, people just respond, and they respond a lot faster. So uh, we we talk about texting them to get their attention, but then setting the precedence that immediately after that, you need time to talk because yes. you don't build yeah. relationships through texting. Plus, you also allow a potential client to keep you at bay and they hold the power through that text platform, right? If you've never set the precedence to build a relationship to communicate. I feel like I'm listening to coaching right now from an expert for both people (laughs) in a sales role and somebody that is talking to people who want to get into really good employment, something that they're passionate about. You know, as well as employers, frankly, hiring people and making those relationships and building a bench. Can you talk for a minute about building a bench, Chris? Yeah. So as far as building a bench, um, you know, I I assume you're talking about, you know, your potential customers or clients in the future, correct? Yes. Or employees. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I think part of it, one, that has to always be happening. That can never stop no matter how busy you are. You have to allot some time every week, whether it's I have to wake up earlier on Thursday mornings Mm -hmm. to shoot out these messages or make these calls or whatever it is. You have to always be combing 
because you never know in that time when you're missing that next best that next big thing that's coming right and if you're not always prospecting because you're always too busy well then that that's an opportunity lost right to whether build your team potentially bring on a new employee um but it has to always happen because you're always in different phases with every different person Mm -hmm. whether it's a client or whether it's a new employee you're in different phases so some may be in the brand new onboarding some may still be in the courting phase some may be in the i've got an established relationship with you and no matter what you're not calling anyone else you're only calling me Mm -hmm. and so as you're in all of those phases with each of these people, well, you have to treat them all as such. And if you don't create, if you don't keep filling the top of the funnel, it will eventually dry out on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and you're also saying, I think I, I'm hearing there, don't just do an Instagram post and think you're done. <laughs> Am I no, right? no. Well, and. And I'm yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind on this one, Ro. Um, so you said I'm youthful. Uh, I don't I don't always feel youthful in mind because I'm I'm not on social media. Um, I use LinkedIn, and that's about it because it's the professional platform that I've seen out there. Mm-hmm. Um, because this day and age, um, if you're if you're looking to start with an organization or get a job or anything like that, that's where people go. They go. Let me go research this person on Facebook. Let me go see what their Instagram posts look like. Let yep. me see what they say on Twitter. Um, you know, and and my wife's a nurse and. One of the big things in the nursing industry is you don't have negative things facing to the world, right? They, right. they can easily deny you a job because of how you will then represent that organization. Well, and most organizations, correct. And of course, I know you know about, uh, we didn't talk about this when we did our pre-interview. We do, so whenever you're looking for property, whether you're selling or buying or tell your wife this so she can tell all her friends, Homes for Heroes. So this is an organization that because she is a nurse and thank you for her service, she's out there in the front lines, it's police, nurses, uh, so all of healthcare professionals, fire police, veterans and active military, uh, agents give 25% back off their commission. That's a chunk of cash right there. And yeah, also no reduce commission on selling a home. So make sure she tells all her friends about that because we're all over the country. Yeah, There's 20 Homes for Heroes. Homes for Heroes. There's 2,400 of us. 2400. And uh, we're always in the top three in the nation. Great. So we can always find you somebody if you need somebody anywhere you're listening this morning. I know we have listeners all over the country. If you're listening in Dallas, so we can find you someone. No no worries at all. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a great. That's a, that's a great service. It's a it's a great program. We've we've given back uh, $786,000 at this point, and we're trying to give back as, a million as quickly as possible. But we need all these healthcare professionals and police and firefighters to call us, teachers as well, of course. Mm-hmm. What, well, what? you know, and, and I think that the challenge with y'all reaching the goal of a million is just the uh, availability of homes in the market, right? Exactly is, right. You know, you've got, and and this is a thing we're seeing across the organization, and, you know, down in Austin, Austin is the new Silicon Valley is what they're calling it, right? Yes. And I've got got some of my closest friends that live down there, and they're like, hey, my house has gone up this much in the last three years. You know, some of their home values have doubled in three years, which blows my mind. But, you know, the challenge is then, 
but where would I move to? Yes. I can't afford the next house. Yeah, the salaries so, haven't, unfortunately. So if you, have you ever yes. looked at the, the salary rolls in the last 10 years and, and how much they've increased? Oh, it's it's minuscule. Yeah. And in some jobs, yeah. not at all, right? Because they were pretty high already. But it's it's low. Oh, yeah. It's a handful of percent. Whereas houses have increased twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred percent. So obviously, the affordability in, index is in the toilet at this point for homes. You know, I really feel for those people that are trying to move. Well, and and I think you know, investors, investors that are investing for like rental properties. Um, I think that hurts it a little bit as well because that takes all of those markets off or those houses off the market for people that do want to buy, um, you know, but they, they see it as an investment, which it is. It's a great investment. Right. Um, but that's just, again, takes more of the, you know, inventory. market away from them. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah, though, a, a lot of investors are dumping homes right now because they know we're at the peak. You know, they are cashing out. I literally had a meeting with somebody yesterday who was cashing out on his home at the lake and cashing out on his current home, which is a very nice newer home in West Asheville, you know, a hot area to live in the city. And he's taking that money and he's renting. And he's on LinkedIn and, you know, he's a highfalutin professional, if you like. And, yeah. you know, he's taking that money and, 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 you know, getting him to a place where he's more mobile because he knows that in the next two or three years he can buy a house at the bottom. You know, maybe... Maybe oh, yeah. In the cycle, 7 to 11 years, we're talking about three and a half to five years' time will be at the trough, but certainly for less than it's at now. And you may not know, Chris, that Austin ha – well, I'm sure you know Austin is like, keep Austin weird. Um, we are very <laughs> like Austin. Yeah. In fact, I went to – I've been to Austin probably 20 times, if not more than that. And I also went there 20 years ago, and it looked very like Asheville. We're having all those, you know, highfalutin – uh, hotels coming in and it is developing uh -huh. at a clip and a lot a lot a lot of people moving here because we're in the south and we get the cool mountain air so yeah we, we have a lot of vibe of, of Austin actually we have a lot of people move here from Austin well hopefully they did it a little bit differently for you and they built out the infrastructure before they started making all the buildings <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's my ch that's my challenge with a lot of these cities is yes. they know the growth is coming but then they don't put the roads in for mm -hmm. it um, and then it becomes a nightmare for everyone that lives there. Yeah, that's, I think that's very common everywhere. They've done a reasonable job, but oh my gosh, you know, now we have the traffic reports in the morning that actually mean something, whereas before it was like, oh, there's going to be a traffic jam for two minutes, whereas it's not like yeah, that anymore, yeah, yeah. so we definitely have a lot more traffic. Um, just in our last few minutes here, I would love it if you talk to people that would like a virtual job. You know, so what do you do if you're looking, okay, you want to be in the mountains and you're looking for a virtual job. Where do you start looking, Chris? Well, and, and I'll, I think before I, I hop into that row, I, I think one of the challenges that people are, are going to start seeing, and I know I see it a lot now, is that, you know, people have made these moves because they've realized that companies can work remotely, but that doesn't mean that the companies want to you can mm -hmm. work remotely once all of these things are lifted, right? So we, we have a lot of our customers that are starting to say, hey, in June and July, we're going to be back in the office. Wow. So then all of these people that have made these moves, you know, they're either going to be out of job or they're going to have to figure a new job in a new market out. Wow. Um, so there, there's all of these trends that are going to happen. 
um, that you, are going to come from all of it. Interesting. You know? So, can you talk to um, productivity? Because I'm hearing a lot about how. So we all loved it at first, and companies were saying, "Oh, this is great. We thought we couldn't work virtually, but we figured it out. We're all on Zoom, and it's not so bad." And then two or three or four months in. Productivity, what I heard at least, really took a dive. Do you have any numbers on that? Do you know anything about that? Um, as far as productivity, I know that it, it says that numbers are up, right? People are more productive now that they're working from home, now that they have shown that they can, um, they know how to do it. Um, they, but I will say we see a dip. Um, I think as pe- the longer people do work from home, but that's more of the folks that historically worked in a role where they were close with a team and had tight relationships and relied on each other every single day, mm, right? You start seeing an, a dip because they start becoming detached from their team, and then you start feeling like you're on an island. Mm, interesting. So then... So then at that point, that's where your love for the job wanes. And then yeah. that's when you want to make a career change, right? There's, so there's all of these chain reactions behind it. But Very I would say productivity overall for, for those roles um, that people have always worked remotely, like within real estate, right? I, I feel like um, that's very much a remote role. Um, mainly because you're always out mm-hmm. with your customers, out, out traveling, so you don't really have a home base, and it's typically your home. Um, but then, you know, so so there's that, and I feel like industries like yours, they are thriving, right? They know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but other other organizations that you know, typically, like, I take this piece of paper and I hand it to that person. You know, if they haven't made the digital transformation, um, mm. then there's the challenges there. But I feel like that's when they go, like, you know what? Maybe I don't like this. Maybe I should look for it. And then the YOLO economy, hey, you only live once. I might as well be doing something I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, what you may really enjoy is the interaction with people, not working from home. So you nailed it there, I think. It depends on the person. Some people are really ideally suited to working remotely. And I think, personally, I think many are not. You know, there's a lot of people who realize, oh, like you said, I'm on an island and I like that interaction with people. And I actually want to be in an office and around people, you know, at least for part of the time. So I think it depends on the person as well. And all I'm saying is I don't think everybody is cut out for remote working. I I 100% agree. I can tell you, um, I have kids, little kids at home, so I am not made out for remote working. (laughs) (laughs) What Um, if you could build an office in your yard? How would that be? Or do you like being in the office? um, I enjoy the office. I actually enjoy the energy of the people around. And and I am one of those people that I've always enjoyed the culture of an office, Mm. right? You get to have fun. You get to grind with people. You know, in your world, if you if you think you have a sale and for something, maybe something on the back end of the loan messes up, then you lose a sale, right? It's the stuff that you can't control that can make your day great uh, or, or can make it really, really bad, right? And, and I, I've always felt like on those days when it when something you can't control makes your day really bad and you miss a commission that you were really planning on or expecting or, mm-hmm. you know, had allocated in your brain – that's when it's good to be able to have somebody to turn to and they just go, you know what, Ro? I get it. It happened to me last month. Yeah. 
Exactly right. Or, you know, you can't zoom a hug. Or um, you can't, you can't. I've seen people try, but you cannot. <laughs> yeah, you, it's it's kind of there, but it's not the same as being in in person. Hey, Chris, thank you so much. That was wonderful this morning. I, I know you're an hour early as well, so I really appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us. A lot of really useful information there, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, take care, Ro. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you. Wow. That was a lot from Chris there. Yeah, what yeah, do you think? Great. What What was your ahas from that, Bianca? I think it's very true. I think that we've definitely um, kind of transitioned into a world where we can work virtually, a lot of mm-hmm. folks. And um, I think that's kind of the new, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, normal, whatever that means. Well, and then you have the accountability piece coming in. You yeah. know, when you go into an office every day, then the accountability piece is – is easier if you don't have really robust systems in place mm-hmm. because it's isn't it harder for all of, like i don't know some people are just so driven that they sit at home and they work all the time i don't know <laughs> yeah what are you smiling about there bianca uh, sounds and familiar <laughs> there are there are some people who are not driven that way you know uh, oh i'll take a break now and go and have a coffee outside or i'll wash the dog or i'll do that thing i needed to do or yeah you can tell i need to wash my dog can't you <laughs> Yeah. Do too, actually. Sophie, you <laughs> smell like a dog. <laughs> Not that there's anything. So does bubbles. Yeah, really. Sometimes dogs just, I think it's especially this time of year when yeah. there's all the moisture about. But some people, I think, have real difficulty holding, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, holding themselves accountable at home. It's a perfectly normal feeling, I think. Yeah. I, I, I've never had that feeling. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm actually, I feel I'm more productive when I work at home yeah. than I am in the office. I tend to get more distracted in the office than yeah. I do true but i think we are different animals to the to uh to some people out there not not i I enjoy the office but i think that's why i get distracted is because i enjoy the office so there's people to talk to and i have to say if i'm out for too many days i do miss it yeah and the cultural environment and i don't know it's just nice to go into the office i don't know what to tell you yeah no it is and especially having all the equipment it's also nice to work in your pajamas too who said you can't work in your? You didn't know you could work in your pajamas at work. Well, that does not is not our dress code. Oh my gosh! If you're in the office, put your pajamas on. You can All just. Right. I'll start coming to work in my pajamas. There you go. Yeah, I think uh, I just wear yoga pants. Nicole, which if you're listening, like Rose said that we can yep. wear pajamas to work. Well, Nicole's on the front desk, so I don't know. We yeah, maybe that's strange. Really different. I'm a little bit more hidden. <laughs> I don't can... see very many people other than Nicole and you if you're there. What would the excuse be when you're in your pajamas? I don't know. Oh my uh, gosh overslept yeah really (laughs) don't forget we have a lot of fun call me into your house if you're thinking about selling if you want to buy we have all kinds of strategies and by the way we have a great program in right now that allows you to turn your loan into cash and it's for a very small amount of money and we'll talk you through that Um, it's all through agents we'd love to tell you how that works you'll get that home cash instead of your loan it'll be really really cool thanks for being here to Bianca we'll see you all on the radio next week this has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at RadioAsheville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.